Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. all-time misfit podcast where you have yours truly little b at Brunelli sports chris aka hater at supercharge 33 thank you for joining us this week we are bringing you an nfl draft special the 2021 nfl draft is wrapped up this sunday uh really you know saturday was the last day but sunday is really when all the teams started announcing the uh undrafted free agents they're signing so uh let's go ahead and get into it and let's go ahead and talk about some uh most shocking risers during the nfl draft and I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'll jump us off here. I think it wasn't a big shock here, but I think the biggest shock of the first round in the top 10 was J.C. Horn coming off the board at number eight. I love J.C. Horn. He was my number one corner in this draft. But, uh, you know, Carolina, after going heavy, you know, first team ever going all defense with on one side of the ball in last year's draft and a lot of struggles on the offensive line and, on the offense, you thought maybe they would actually go do something on the offense this year and they go corner again. And I know a lot of Carolina Panther fans weren't too greatly excited about this pick, but they did get a hell of a player out of South Carolina, JC Horn, his father, Joe Horn, you know, a great receiver in his days. But uh, yeah, I thought that was a really shocking pick in the first round. Definitely the top 10 JC, JC Horn coming off the board at number eight to the Panthers over the players like Rashawn Slater or, Vera Tucker, you know, just something that Justin Fields, because they talked about how much they love Justin. Yeah, they had a lot of they had a lot of love. But Panay Sewell was already off the board there, brother. He went seven. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, who do you have as your uh, what did you find most shocking in the first round or anywhere in the draft? I, I really took this question by first round. No, and, and you know, I hate to make this question. So, um, Peyton Turner has shot, and I know before that people were saying that he might get hit in the first round, but Peyton Turner um, was shot into me. Yeah, you really shocked And that at New Orleans Saints when Edge was kind of winning in the as well. I guess they needed, they needed an Edge if they lost. Play Henderson to the Vandals, but it Marcus Davenport no, really has. Yeah, and the bomb. <laughs> yeah, I, That's my I mean, yeah, Peyton Turner is definitely another shocker head turner there. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Gregory Rosu Rosu in the first round. I thought he should have been more of a second, made the second pick, and you know Buffalo coming to get him. I mean, it was no. Edge coming off. It took forever until 18 for Jalen Phillips, and then Quinny Pay came at 21. What amazing story there! And then 28 was edge rushers, and 30, 31, 32, and we're all edge rushers. It went on a little, you know, free, free right there. And Joey Tyron, we all heard, you know, Joe Tyron. We all heard his name late 
coming up, you know, last week, you know, always that flyer coming up the board and everybody said he had a chance going in the first round. Well, guy came in the first round. So that was definitely a little bit of a shocker too, but uh, I thought the shock. Yeah. To Kentucky? Kentucky, yeah. Uh, that was not really a shocker to me because uh, I was listening to, um, you know, Mel Kuyper, Ian Rappaport, all, you know, all those guys, you know, Todd McShay, it, the weeks leading up to the NFL draft, and they said Jamin Davis could easily be the first linebacker off the board. And he was the second coming off of Xavier Collins. So not huge shocking there for me. I'm sorry, Mikel Parsons was the set first. So Jamin Davis was the third. Yeah. Yeah. And talking about a shocker there, to be honest with me, uh, let's go ahead and uh, move to our next subject, the most shocking falls. Uh, I I mean, it wasn't a massive fall, but Mikel Parsons falling to 12, going to Dallas. And I thought shocking that he went to Dallas. I mean, they ended up not picking up Leighton Vanderlis' uh, fifth-year option, but you know, bringing in Mikel Parsons when they already had a pretty stellar d- defensive linebackers, you know, they could have easily gone offensive line or wide receiver—not wide receiver, but a cornerback, anything else on that defense—and yeah, yeah, yeah. they—and they go I mean, with a linebacker. Who was there? Who the new defensive that's the kind of linebacker that he wants, you know. Hill Parsons and and his own guy. Then then Van is not that kind of yeah. guy in that defense. Yeah. Oh, and I guess going back really fast, another shocker in the first round of a riser was Alex Weatherward. You know, uh, people said it was reached. Draft Twitter said Alex Weatherwood was a massive reach for Las Vegas Raiders in the first round, number seventeen. But if and you started listening, then I'm not. But I mean, everybody said the same thing about the kid coming out of a. Uh, oh God, they're they're starting. I mean, left was a first round pick last year, and then, but he opted to go back to school. Yeah, but who did who did uh Las Vegas or it was Oakland Raider at the time? They took the the lineman out of the Pac-12 like a couple of years ago. And everybody um, said it was a region. What's his name? I'm trying to look it up now. Hudson? No. No. No, 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 no. Um, Hudson too, they traded. It was a I mean he they just they just gave him a contract extension. Oh, the one of the linemen they still have? Yeah, it's a lineman. It's their, it's their left tackle. Oh, oh, Clint Lamb? No, no, not Trent Brown. Not Trent Brown. Sorry, sorry. Um, um, God damn. I'm trying to find the depth chart. Here we go. Here's our depth Anyways, chart. Anyways, uh, Jeremiah Owusu oh. Kumura was a big block for me. He fell all the way to the second round. And, and what they're saying is that he has a uh, heart condition. Yes. The same thing that happened to that. I won't say that happened to that. The, Trey Smith out of Tennessee. He yeah, had, um, blood but Trey Smith the, is Trey Smith has a uh, blood clots. Blood clots, yes. But it happened to uh, um one of the the Raiders uh into tackles it to my uh uh No uh, then, yeah. Well they released him. They released Michael Her- uh Maurice Hurst. Kristen Bellmore was another one. I mean he didn't fall that far, but 
I didn't know Solomon Thomas is on the Las Vegas Raiders roster, by the way. Yeah, the, 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 they moved on from him. Uh, yeah. I am really stuck on trying to figure out this damn offensive lineman's name. And I'll give, uh, I'll give the audience one more name. Now, I was shocked. This guy went undrafted. Last year, his stock was so high. People going into this year were saying he's my number one defensive tackle. No, he's not. He's lazy, and he deserves to get undrafted. Marvin Wilson. Yeah, Marvin he's Wilson definitely. It's not something to me if I don't like the guy, but. Yeah, he definitely. But he got a massive undrafted free agent but uh it was colton miller colton miller is the other shocking colton first miller, round yeah that's right yeah so i mean alex and the colton miller's having a solid career so yeah, alex motherwood so we'll see but yeah i mean shocking shocking followers is definitely you've named a couple to me was uh trey smith the tennessee offensive lineman who i'm a massive tennessee fan and seeing him you know almost going drafted really yeah, Trey Smith did go late six round to uh, who ended up drafting him? Kansas City. Kansas City getting Trey Smith in the sixth round to rebuild that offensive line and a guy Kansas who should have went third or fourth. Draft, by the way, but yeah, they're Kansas, not my winners, but yeah, they definitely had a great draft. Um, but you definitely said with uh. Osakuramaro going, you know, falling to the 52 with his heart murmurs. That definitely uh, was a shocker of a fall. I, I kept waiting for every pick to come up that he should. I thought he would have been like one of the top five players drafted in the second round, but he fell I pretty. Mean, I, I, I like the him over Carson. Carson, Carson, by the way. Uh, yeah, that, that was that was very really shocking to me, but you know. That's why we're not Latins, and that's why, no, we're not scouts. But that's why I have all the information. We only know what we can get. So, uh, yeah. who were you? What was your big uh, winner winners in this draft, uh, Oh, man. You know, this is a great draft. A lot of teams did fantastic. Um, other teams did not. I mean, I think some teams that need to be mentioned are definitely the Chicago Bears. They definitely deserve to be uh, called upon. They did the right thing. They gave up. They didn't give up too much, but they went up and finally got a guy who could finally be a franchise quarterback. I am not high on Justin Fields. I think Justin um, Fields is one of the. I I really feel like he's a guaranteed bust. I mean, I know that's. I mean, it's an Ohio State quarterback. Wouldn't have they ever really panned out. But, you know, then they ended up getting Tevin Jenkins in the second round to protect him on that left field. You know, they got another Larry Larry Bronum. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. Missouri left, tack, you know, another tackle. You know, they definitely addressed the offensive line. They, they needed to do that. I don't really – I like Khalil Herbert. I don't know, you know, he shouldn't really hurt. David Montgomery, he's definitely going to be a, a solid backup. Daz Newsome, giving him another offensive weapon. Thomas Graham, the corner out of Oregon, giving him some secondary help with uh, Jalen. Jalen Johnson, really the only corner there now. 
And then helping the defensive line, you know, I really thought Chris Toga would go a little bit higher than he did in this draft. Going, getting him at two fifty yeah, is that, a pretty good skill. Feel, but you know, no, 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 I mean, it, 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 they don't have taken uh, Matt Jones over Justin Fields. I, I couldn't put all of Chicago in the riot right now. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking about I don't like Justin Fields. That Matt Jones pick would have just been like Mitchell Trubisky all over again. Yeah, I, very much so. I mean, and I'm going to have to give it to uh, your team. You know, I think your Los Angeles Chargers knocked this draft out of the park as well. I mean, being able to get who they got, you know, having to sit there, got Slater to help protect, you know, Justin Herbert, then getting my boy, Sante Samuel Jr. in the second. I thought I was a little shocked here. I love the kid because he's from Tennessee and everything, but I never thought in a million years Josh Palmer would have been the first Tennessee player off the board in this draft. And I'm excited to see what he can do with the Los Angeles Chargers and, uh, Justin Herbert. Uh, I'm excited to see what Trey McKinney could do for you guys as well. He's uh he's a George, he's one of those Georgia's tight ends that uh is an athlete, a freak, and uh never really got uh, involved in the offense down there. I mean he got two guys who who had uh you no know, I mean I guess Trey McKinney was in the offense for tight ends for these blockers, but yeah probably had, you know absolute dog fit at one of that. Yeah, I think uh, and I think another late round steal or good pickup for you was uh, Braden James, the offensive guard from uh, Nebraska. Oh yeah, no, he only gave up one or what, what, like seven sacks. Yeah, and forty games. Yeah, so I, I really think uh, Los Angeles Chargers. I did a really fantastic job. But who are your winners for this draft? Well, my winners are. Uh, I'm going to say the New York Giants with that. David Beck, uh, what's his name? The, the, the GM of the, the Giants, it's saying that, it's saying that. David Gavin. You got one for picks for next year. Nothing takes, uh, you know, uh, Lloyd Jones doesn't pan out. It, it does not look like he's going to pan out. So you got one for picks for next year. To move up in the draft and get a court, another one of that. Well, I don't you think know, they're going to have to move up, to be honest with you. I mean, it's not that bad. But really, they had a good draft. They had, you know, I, I'm not really high on Tony, but. Yeah, I thought that. I, I thought Tony was a little bit of reach. I didn't think Tony should have been the fourth receiver taken in this draft. Tony has Gator, you know, he likes to Gator the ball, definitely on deep balls. His arms, you know, he. He's gonna be a uh, he's gonna be the best I can think of is D- Devo Samuel and you know Brandon Ayuk. They're gonna to try to use him that way, and I just don't think they have the coaching staff to use him that way. Right, and, and you know, kind of McCoy and Devo Samuel too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and my other winner, the Denver Broncos has much right to say that. The Denver Broncos has much right to say that. Um, Patrick Pan, yeah. A whole host of other players I can't remember right now, but um, 
Hold on. I have the, the list up for all the teams. No, the hands are the They got Patrick Sertan, then they sat there and got Devontae Williams, the running back out of North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they got the gut late in the third round, Quinn Mernez. Uh, Brand, you know, yeah. they got Baron Browning, they got Caleb Stearns, Jamar Johnson, Seth Williams, Kay Vincent Jr., Jonathan Cooper, and Marquis Spencer. I mean, that's a hell of a draft. Yeah, I mean, hell of a draft. They and they didn't do much, you know, they took some great players and they just let them fall. They had a lot of players. I mean, they really built rebuilt their safety core there with uh Caleb Stearns and Jalen Johnson or uh Jamar Johnson. And yeah, then, yeah, you're talking about Paul Hart and Jamar Johnson too. Uh, once, yeah. You know, Jackson retired next year, and, you know, they move on from him. They got some replacements. Yeah. This is this is a really good this is a really good draft by the Denver Broncos, and uh, the cl- one of my favorite clips was uh, of the draft was the uh, GM of the Broncos sitting there talking to a team and h- hangs up on him says ah, I got a better offer I'm gonna hang up on <laughs> he doesn't even tell you I got a better offer hangs up yeah Patton okay. had a great draft his first draft was great yeah I, I had you know my other Broncos fan said no uh, Patton had a better draft than uh, Elway ever did. Yeah, he I'm did. Like, well, Ed, well, damn, <laughs> that's saying something. It is. I, I'm. I'm excited. This was a really good draft for a lot of teams. Um, I I would be remiss if we didn't at least mention. And I know this hurts all people out there. I am sorry, but New England Patriots, they killed this draft. They didn't have to do anything, and they landed a quarterback that fits them perfectly in Mac Jones. They, they didn't have to trade up to go get a Fields or a Trey Lance or anybody. Mac Jones literally fell in their lap in the first round. They didn't they didn't over panic. They didn't do anything. They sat there. Then they like and then they traded up to get Christian Barmore, which is an amazing pick at thirty eight. Then they uh, stole Ronnie Perkins, in my opinion, in the third yeah, round. Yeah, no, that was probably the lottery. Yeah, and then you know I'm I think the biggest reach in this draft for me. It was them getting Ramondi Steven, Stevenson, the uh, running back out of Oklahoma. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big fan of him either. He's talking about to me. He seems like a lazy runner. I, I feel like he could be Eddie Lacy Jr. here. <laughs> hey, I hate Eddie Lacy. By the way, let's not bring that up. Stole, stole the rookie of the year award. He didn't win. He didn't win rookie of the year. If he won, if he won the, I don't remember this. I'm a Pat. No, remember I don't remember that. Remember. No, remember that. I don't remember that. I don't remember being so pissed off because he and Allen had a great season. This is before he got in. He did win Rookie of the Year award. You didn't remember that year, see? All I remember is Fat Lazy, all right? That's all I remember. He was good for one season. He was good for a season, two seasons, but it got bad fast. Yeah, well, that's what happens with those Alabama quarterbacks. Watch out, Henry. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so which team got better through the draft? Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Losers. Oh, this one's easy for me. I mean, I think there's one team that's a loser and stands out as a loser completely, and that's the Los Angeles Rams. 
what are you doing, Rams? Like I know Rams fans on Twitter are pissed, and Rams fans should be. I mean, their offensive line is a complete joke. And what did they go do with their first draft pick? They draft Tutu <laughs> Atwell, the 5'9 or 5'8 wide receiver, who literally weighs like 160 pounds soaking wet. I By love the, the kid. We're, we're, we're all in a way ourselves in Atwell's now. I'm in Atwell's on movie. I am one Atwell and a half. <laughs> I don't, I'm not saying how many Atwells I am. <laughs> but Atwell. Atwell. No, one point. Sorry, one point. <laughs> Atwell is a great player. And you know, you know what's funny? You know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of Deshaun Jackson. Oh, wait. No, they have does. Deshaun Jackson. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. You mean the diamond fine? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get that the shot Jackson they got, older. They, and, and the thumb's not there. They didn't get one wide receiver in this draft. No, they got two wide receivers in this draft. <laughs> and I'm not even going to try to say Ben's last name. Shinokalok or something. I'm not even going to try to say whatever his. I mean, that was like. And then they drafted a running back named Jake, Jake Funk. I mean, come on. Great name there. I mean, I think their best, their best pick in this draft, in my opinion, Oh, they drafted three wide receivers. I'm sorry. I forgot they dra- drafted Jacob Harris, too, out of UCF. I mean, they already had a good yeah, wide receiver yeah. core. Come on. They just signed, they just signed both of them smaller wide receivers. So Do contract. I mean, what are they doing? Uh, uh, they have Van Jefferson? Yeah, exactly. They drafted Van Jefferson. They pretty much just said, fuck you, Van, who lo- – who, Killed it throughout all of preseason or, you know, training camp and whenever he got to play. So, when I mean, I got to play, he was, you know, top the ball. What, what do you I mean, let me, just, let me just tell you this right now. NFL.com's grading is horrible because they're giving, yeah, the Los Angeles, they're giving everybody an A. They gave the Los Angeles Rams an A for day one and day three. This, yeah, I mean, no, that's a, don't like it either. <laughs> no, they don't. But, I mean, their best pick, in my opinion, is their third and fourth pick, Bobby Brown the third and Robert Rochelle. Those are both great picks. Bobby Rochelle was a, was a steal, you know. That's one of my favorite corners in this back. But it doesn't make up for that. In fact, it's what are they doing? Yeah, that, they should have drafted three offensive linemen. I thought you looked at them, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, their offensive line is a complete and another joke. The, I mean, the Rams old? did, yeah. The Rams did what the Packers should have did, and then the Packers should have did what the Rams did. You know, we sat yeah, here. Yeah. The Packers drafted three more offensive linemen after drafting three offensive linemen last well, year. So, but but yeah, that yeah, the Rams to me one. is one of the biggest losers, not helping Matthew Stafford with their uh, draft. And I do have to say this. I will have to say the other winner of this draft because it's near and dear to my heart. Winner? And this is going to shock. Yeah. Well, I have to just say winner. Just let me just throw this out here really fast because my boy, Central Missouri tight end, Zach Davidson, got drafted by the Minnesota Vikings. So I got to just give a little, I just got to give a little shout out to Central Missouri there and say congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. No, that that was really my biggest loser in this draft. I, I mean, if really, I would if anybody else I wanted to throw out there is the New Orleans Saints. I think the New Orleans Saints 
had a really bad draft there as well with, I mean, Peyton Turner in the first. I mean, Pete Warner is not a horrible pick, but. Pete Warner, you know, if you look at the analytics and know how you know the analytics on this bill. If you look at the analytics, they're the highest rated, you know, in the last four of and then the GFI or you know, whatever's been about that shit. They're highly rated on that on that sport art. Does that mean that the great players? I don't know, I turned on the state and I've seen Peyton Turner. He's a great player, but he's slow off the ball. Like, he doesn't have the best explosiveness for me. That's not a good hit. I don't get it. Yeah. But who do you have as losers there, brother? The Dallas freaking Cowboys. What oh, are wow. we doing, Jerry Jones? Someone put Jerry Jones in a fucking mental home because no one knows doing anymore. They had four picks in the top 100, and they missed on every fucking pick. Now, if the opposing is okay, he picked the system. But everything after that, I'm sure you're running out of the hits right now. And after that, this is like, uh, what? what? Well, what a lot of people like Calvin Joseph. Oh, I yeah, don't think Calvin Joseph. I'm not saying Calvin Joseph is with that hit. I'm saying you could have Ray Sean Slater. Yeah, they could have Ray Sean Slater. That's okay. I'll they, take that. They could have had a lot of. I mean, yeah, I get what you're saying. I mean, I think and, the Dallas Cowboys. I wouldn't. I, I'm kind of shocked you're giving the Dallas Cowboys a loser, and I thought they did a pretty jo- well job. I thought what was shocking is that they took Jabril Cox after taking Melkel Parsons, and then yeah, still no, having Jalen. Smith. What are we doing? Jalen Smith out with number two. What's going on? Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, Calvin Johnson wasn't good. I think like I think great at Kentucky. Um, yeah, I thought the big. I, I thought Chauncey Golston was a weird pick at n- number 84. Uh, yeah, again, another weird pick. I had this guy in the bottom of the lap. Yeah, and then Deshaun. I mean, they had five picks in the top 100. I mean, that's. Yeah, I mean, and what is he pick besides Alvin Joseph and the Pilt Parsons? Not on my fantasy. I'm not going to even try to say the defensive tackle's name out of UCLA. I'll just say Osa. I mean, he's. he's he was deemed a third round pick, you know, a day two pick. It was maybe a little bit of a reach and they could have probably waited with one of their other later picks and got him, you know, the 99 or the 84 pick. I mean, I thought that was a little bit of a reach, but I mean, I mean, they, they did, they needed defensive tackle. They took, you know, they took two defensive tackles. They only took one offensive, two offensive line. I'm sorry. I missed the bottom guy there. You have a uh, Matt Farinuck. Out of Nebraska guard, and then you oh, have, yeah, uh, yeah. and then you have Josh Ball. You know, Josh so they Ball kind of gave. Yeah, Josh Ball's a decent pick there. You know, they went with another big wide receiver, Semi Finoco. Oh yeah, I thought that was you know, but no, besides all of that, you know, the philosophy of pits that they had. The, you know, a lot of it's, yeah. It's more of like saying, okay. Well, setting the ball, we gotta go. Tyler Sin, Cincinnati Bengals. What are we doing here? Well, it's yeah. some more chase. The only way I can justify getting some more chase is that we got Dylan Rumpdums 
we're not in both, or the one set out of there, one of those titles in the second round. Did they get one of those titles? Nope. They got Jackson Arnold from Clemson, who I have to around there on. Everybody has to around there on this side. He's in the ground. He needs to develop. He's gotten another guy who the Bengals have to develop what's their own bad at developing tackles anyway. Yeah. It made no sense. No, it doesn't. I mean, they definitely, I mean, I, I thought it was weird that they attacked the defensive end position so heavily in this draft. You know, I they, mean, they, they definitely spent- have a need there. Yeah, but they they spent the money on defense this offseason. Okay, let's just remember that. They went and signed some corn. I can't think of all the Cincinnati Bengals free agencies at this moment, but they spent a lot of money. They some corners. They spent their money on free agency. Okay, so you you would imagine their first heavy first like five you know a couple picks, which the first couple were offensive line you know offense, but you thought they would spend more offense in this draft. Jamar Chase because. Yeah, so you think, all right, Jamar Chase, we kind of figured they were going to do that, even though it was a dumb thing to do because it's the Cincinnati Bengals. Fuck your quarterback that you just watched, you know, blow out his knee. We're going to go reach on Jackson Carmen. We're going to give him his wide receiver so he's never going to be able to hit the guy. Then we're going to get him Jackson Carmen at the 46th pick overall. Then they did get Josa Osaya, which is a good pick at number 69. Then they get Cameron Sample out of Tulane at number 111. Another good pick. Then they go and get defensive tackle t- Tyler Selvin, which a lot of people are starting to love. That's another good pick. You know, three. Don't get me wrong; yeah, they had a lot of good picks. But they also signed the that's no tackles in the league last year. Yeah, and then they bring back some defensive line. I mean, you just like they just and it just there's a lot of good picks, but it's just not where you thought they were going to pick. You know, they really needed to help that offensive line which they did with finally at 139 again with Deontay Smith, a massive human being coming out of East Carolina. Yeah, you know what? He has a chance to be more of a, a – I'm going to say this now. He's going to outplay Jackson Arnold. Yeah, he probably will, and I have no argument with there. I, I would agree with that Deontay Smith could easily outplay Jackson Carmen. I think that was probably their better offensive, offensive tackle pick. Then – Kickers are people too, which this is no shocker after how bad their kicking game has been. They well, go and well, drop. They lost the COVID game on the field goal. Yeah, so they go and pick Evan McPherson, the kicker out of Florida, at one forty nine. A little high for a kicker, not too high because we've seen him go in the first and second rounds before. <laughs> but you know, it was a massive need for him, and they went to go with the best kicker they believe. I think their best pick on their offensive line comes at one ninety, and they get Trey Hill out of Georgia, the center. I think that's yeah. easily – they got their starting center in, with the pick 190. And then – kills. Yeah, which they desperately needed. Which kills me is I was a high believer in Chris Evans, the offensive weapon out of Michigan, and he's going to go to Cincinnati and die. Because name all these late-round studs that everybody liked at running back position and name how many, how many of them have succeeded out of Cincinnati. You know, every – that Chris Smith, Chris Evans is never gonna have a chance in Cincinnati. He's just I mean, gonna. I mean, I mean, who else is there now? What's his name gone? Yeah, they. Uh, I mean, they. Uh, uh, it was actually a unique hit. Now, I thought Chris Evans was a great hit for Cincinnati, but again, 
the reason they didn't have a good shot is they missed on the things that they should have hit on. Yeah. And and then they I thought one of the steals of this draft was them getting the Kansas State defensive end, Wyatt Herbert. Another defensive end, you know, at two fit thirty-five. So they they uh, attacked the defense. Line looks like it's gonna be, you know, a force. Yeah, their defensive line could easily be a force this upcoming year, but they need a linebacker help. They need a cornerback help. Yeah, nowhere no. on this, nowhere on here that they address those positions. They need a. I mean, they did attack the offensive line a little heavily. They're going to have a pretty decent wide receiver core, you know, Chase. I, mean, I, Higgins, guess, they're, I guess they're Boyd. trying to look and see if the Alabama Patton. The dude can't stay healthy. I mean, you can't. I, I mean, it's it's year three now. No one got no one got the another guy that can't stay healthy. In Jackson, what that doesn't make sense. It doesn't, and Cincinnati could easily be that team like the Chicago Bears keeping their coach in a year too long. I could see either Matt Nagy or oh – God, what's the Cincinnati Bengals head coach's name? Uh, uh, Zach Tyler. Zach Tyler. One of those two will probably be the first head coaches fired in the 2021 NFL season. I mean, I'm not saying they don't want to do it next year. They might not do next year. But the next one is exactly the future, and we're probably not going to see how good the games are going to be until, you know, 2024. Yeah. But yeah. they won't be done with Zach Taylor. No. Yeah. Zach Taylor is going to be out this year, and I, I hate seeing that for the young players like Joe Burrow, who's going to have to go through multiple GMs and head Hello, coaches. Yeah. But let's go ahead and move on to who, which team, in your opinion, got better in this draft? There, Chris. Which team got better? Uh, this was by itself. The Cleveland <laughs> Browns got better. A team that, team that was already good, up the draft stock, a time with some major upgrades in the line, and um, yeah, they drafted James Hudson out of Cincinnati, and they yeah. drafted Tommy Togoga Togogi out of Ohio State. Yeah, the defense and offensive line. They grabbed the guy I was hoping for the Packers to fall, Greg Newsom, and it tricked me. They tricked me so hard on the pot on the the when the girl came out and announced the name. And they said Gregory. I was like, yes, they're taking Gregory Rosu. Greg Newsom's going to keep falling. And then they say Gregory Newsom. I'm like, damn it. No. <laughs> like, who calls him Gregory Newsom? Nobody. He, no, no way. So... No way. It was such a skill of, you know, that was that Denzel Ward and they got Newsom on the other side. Whew. Newsom can easily be Jair Alexander. He was this year's Jair. He could be that good. I mean, Jason Horn's going to get too. Yeah, J.C. Horn's going to get too. Yeah. Um, but, but still, you got another Jason Horn at the end of the round. Yeah, then they get the steal of Jer- uh, Jeremiah Osumoro-Koromora with the 52 pick. You know, they're confident enough that their his heart problems won't be an issue. And A guy you know who what? should they win. They have enough uh, uh, defensive line depth. They didn't just let him fit. Yeah, they really can. I mean, they don't have to rush him, you know, and then they, you know, 
everybody really was starting to love on Anthony Schwartz, the uh, offensive or the wide receiver out of Auburn. They get some much needed depth at the wide receiver position with that. Uh, they get the Tony Fields, the speedy, you know, coming out of the three four four defense of West Virginia. So you know he's all over the field. Yeah, he's mad multiple. Then yeah. you know he's got range. Yeah, and then they get the. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just like gonna say they got. Uh, just, uh, yeah, no, they just got Demetric uh, Felton out of UCLA. The which to me is just gonna be the return, you know, special team specialist that everybody overlooks. He could be. I'm not saying this level. He could be a Patterson and he could be a Hester. You know, he could just be that kind of game changer for you. I'm not saying he's ever gonna be that level, but that to me is what the role he's gonna play on. Is UCLA learning that? Yeah. Uh, no, no, that's me. Uh, I said this on the note, but uh, James White. No, very much so, James White. The only problem is that he would have he has to compete with Kamar uh, Hunt, and oh yeah, Hunt yeah, has that no, uh, Kareem Hunt what? has that role what carved is that out. Life and so on. So yeah, but they just gave Hunt that contract. So I mean, Felton right. is going to have. That's why I said I I could see that and I completely agree with you. But I went with the, the special team role. Maybe he wants to on the ground. He can somewhere else. But. Yeah, I just I just went with the special teams because he has to compete against Chubb and Hunt. and But that definitely gives them a pretty dangerous backfield in Cleveland. Yeah, definitely one of the winners. What about yeah. you? Uh, man, I, I mentioned them once, and I'll mention them again. I think the winners, one of the winners for me, and I named him as a – earlier was the New England Patriots just be able to sit there and get Mac Jones at 15 and not have to do anything. And then come in and get Christian Barmore and everything else they did. I thought that was really well done by an amazing franchise. And I hate saying that, but I thought, I thought they did everything they did is perfect. I mean, I think. No, they really are. And, 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 you know, everyone's saying, okay, well, they don't have Tom Brady. They're not going to do anything. Well, I, I wouldn't say that. Yeah. You know, I want to say it. And, you know, I really think the Pittsburgh Steelers did everything they needed to to go win again. Did you they? know, Najee they? Yes, Najee Harris. They did everything on the offense that they needed to to help win. Because they go get Najee Harris, the running back, because, you know, right. James Conner and every not wasn't doing it. Then they go and get Pat Fearamorth, which is arguably the second best tight end in this draft. And they get him at 55. So they completely get some more weapons on that offense. Who, who, who's, the, who's, who's the best tight end in that? The best tight end? He went in the first round. What is his damn name? I can't think right now. He went. Kyle Pitts is the best tight end. Oh, Kyle Pitts. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was. I don't know why I was blanking I, on I, Kyle I Pitts. I never. I, he, he's not going to live up. Don't get me down this road again. But he's not going to live up to a number four pick overall. Okay. That was a dumb pick. No tight end is worth the top five pick. I'm sorry. It's I not that much. He was the best tight end. I'm not. I never argued that he wasn't the best tight end. I just said he wasn't worth the first or top ten pick. <laughs> That's what I said. There's a whole. You're trying to make me put words in my mouth I never said. But going back and looking, you know. But then they go get Kendrick Green, the center of Illinois, 
you know, replacing Pouncey, he retired. Then they go get Dan Moore, who I really like out of Texas A&M, the offensive tackle, replacing, you know, uh, Andre Villanova. So, I mean, yeah, they yeah. – uh, so they did a lot there. And then they go get Buddy Johnson, a good, another Texas A&M player, linebacker. My favorite name out of this draft, the Wisconsin defensive end, Isaiah Loudermilk. I mean, come on. that If, that's not, not, that, if that is not your favorite player's name and the best uh, – the best, like you tell me, louder mill, you're gonna say Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean that those two things correlate with each other. Pittsburgh Steelers, a name, yeah, it is. And then I think my favorite, one of my favorite picks in this draft, and one of my favorite players in this draft, and fell, and I'm shocked. It's Quincy Roche, the linebacker out of Miami, who I thought, in my opinion, is better than Gregory Rosu, and he went in the first, and they got him. Yeah, Rousseau. Rousseau, and they got him at two sixteen. I think yeah. that's an amazing pick for the Pittsburgh you know, Steelers. I th- you, know, I look, that, you know how much we hate pro football focus on this show. But yeah. they have him as the most quarterback pressures during that 2018. Yeah. He could be their Alex Highsmith this year. And Alex Highsmith yeah. was a third-round pick. This guy, we're talking about a sixth-round pick. And he could easily – rotate that book in – no, next to TJ Watt. No, I, I really think that Rose is become uh, but Yeah, he really could be. I mean, Roche is one of those names Pittsburgh Steelers fans out there need to pay attention to. If you're not a big yeah, draft and, expert, if you don't listen to the draft or follow the draft and do all the draft stuff, Quincy Roche is a guy you just need to look out for and pay attention to because he easily and, could be and that. And they you know, you know, they on the show and. David was, you know, ecstatic, man. Oh, my God. No, so Yeah. And then they, they it off with Trey Norwood, a corner out of Oklahoma, and a punter, which is another need. And punter's a big boy. If you haven't seen no. uh, if you haven't seen, if you haven't seen <laughs> Presley Harvin, the third, that dude's a nose tackle paying punter. That's not a lie. You got to go look up this punter they drafted. This boy's big. But, uh. I mean, Trey Norwood's another good corner that's going to help round out that secondary. I really think the Pittsburgh Steelers did a fantastic job in this draft. So yeah, no they're, they're, one that you me on this. I'm sitting, so sitting, I have to my loser. But you know what? I have a better one. I have a team that's a better loser than this. Who do you got as your loser? <laughs> no, no. Every sucking here. Every sucking here. Like to suck the Ravens' cock. Ravens' cock, man. Why didn't they suck the Ravens' cock in you? But I'm gonna find out. They did not have a draft that they had. Oh, I they, think they did a good job. What are you talking about? They have a really good draft. Not some, not some uh, a running back that's playing quarterback though. Well, they got themselves a good wide receiver. They. I mean, yes, they got themselves a good right? Then they drafted. Okay. Oh, uh, and he did not have no sacks last year. That is one thing we do have to mention about him. He is all, 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 all productive. You know, he does not, he does not have a sack in his last year. At he Penn State. is a clown of No, see what I'm going to say about, Oh, he, if there is a place that you could put a pass rusher that needs, Teaching and to get better and become an amazing pass rusher, 
is the Baltimore Ravens. Name the Baltimore Ravens. What do they do? They develop pass rushers, and they let them run away in free agency. We can go back over the last five, ten years of pass rushers that have left the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Zadarius Smith. I mean, they, they these guys develop pass rushers and let them walk. And this guy needs to be developed. And he went to the perfect place to be developed, and that is Baltimore. Now, let's, let's go beyond this. So, uh, that's what you're going to do there. I'm not going to lie to you. That's a much needed. Brandon, Brandon Stevens, I don't know enough about. And I, I, I don't know. Tylon Wallace. I love Tylon Wallace. That's a great that, pick. But, it is. You know, it's a waste of a pick with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is, you know, he's not going to be able to hit Tylon Wallace. <laughs> Tyron Wallace is what, like six foot? Yeah, I mean he can't hit he can't hit Hollywood Brown who runs out of the fucking building. Okay, so he's not going to be able to hit these other guys. That I, I, run. I'm just worried about these wide receivers they got. They needed. Okay? See, they we you knew they were going to attack the wide position wide receiver yeah, position because they could not sign a top wide receiver in free agency because no wide receiver wants to play at Baltimore with Lamar Jackson. That should speak volumes for Baltimore and an extension for Lamar. No receivers want to play with Lamar because they know he cannot get them the ball. So, and then they got uh, uh, Sean Wade. Sean Wade. Which, Uh, Sean Wade could have been a first-round pick last year, everybody. If not, if he wasn't a first, he was an early second last year. He was a slot corner. He didn't play outside. He he got destroyed playing outside. He does not need to play outside. At Baltimore. Baltimore has one of the best secondaries in the league. He will not have to be forced to play outside. He can easily sit there in the I, slot and dominate. Right. And, and you know what? They might actually move him to Satan. They actually have a need at Satan. I don't – he could, but I'm not going to put him there. I think he's too dominant of an inside corner when he played there. I think they're going to at least let him try there before moving him to a different position. And then there's Dalen Hayes. Uh-uh. Which is a good – another developmental – pass rusher and Dalen Hayes is I thought was a good slot at uh, 151 or 171. I thought that was a really good pick for them. Well and ben funny Mason enough they're calling him a tight end. Though. Baltimore has him <laughs> listed as a tight end, but he is not a tight end. He is that H back yeah, yeah, I was he, say, he's yeah, he he will be a full. Why they have him as listed as a tight? He is a fullback H back. He will be protecting J.K. Dobbins and Lamar Jackson run games. That's what he'll be doing. He will yeah, catch no. the. He will be a catching the occasional, very occasional pass, but for the most part, he will be there blocking. Well, the triple option guy. He could be. They're still trying to replace Kyle Juszczyk. He is not Kyle Juszczyk, but they're still trying well, to replace Kyle Juszczyk. Yeah. But that's I, I'm shocked that you. No, that's fine. I get it. You know, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm gonna go a different route. I think my biggest losers is the Arizona Cardinals. What? I really? they needed. Yeah, I think I'm they needed. Him. I honestly think they needed a lot more help. With the offensive line, which they did not go get. Yes, they got Rodney Hudson, but that's all they really did to help that offensive line. Uh, they needed a lot of help at corner. They, I thought Marco Wilson was a little bit of a reach because the corners were going off the board. They come get him. 
And then I think the steal, one of the better uh, later steals in the draft was Trey McGowan, the cornerback out of UCF. Yeah, but, no, uh, that was a steal. But, you know, they, they name drafted play, name, name play, name. No, The only name. offensive lineman they drafted was a center out of Penn State, and they drafted Mikel Mennett. They just signed, traded for Rodney Hudson and gave him a contract right. extension. And then the only offensive off, offensive lineman you drafted was a center. The di- the guy's they, not they even lining last year, right? Yeah, they're, they're so. I mean, Kyle Murray is going to run around with his head with his you know with his head cut off again, like he did last year. They needed offensive line. I'm not saying this is a bad draft for them. I'm just saying that they had such bigger holes. And Rondell Moore. Did they really need another wide receiver at this time being? I mean, are they really giving up on all their other guys? I mean, I know Larry's getting old, but I, I'm, st- I'm still a believer in Larry's Christian Kirk. No, Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, I mean, Larry Fitzgerald is going to retire at the end of the year. Don't get me wrong, but Christian Kirk is a good wide receiver. DeAndre Hawkins is their number one. Rondell Moore is going to be the slot guy. I mean, I just didn't think that was a big need. With At that time, let's see, Rondell Moore went number 49 overall. So right. after after that, they could have got man. There's no corners for a while taken, but Aaron Robinson, which I thought was going to have been picked. Uh, yeah, it, the corners were a little depleted by this point. But uh, then, Aaron Robinson would have. Yeah, but I mean, offensive line they could have uh, took Johnson. Samuel. They could have took Samuel Cosme at offensive tackle. They could have took Dylan Rundes, the offensive tackle out of North Dakota State. They could have uh, took, I mean, none of the centers, but they ended up taking the center. They could have took Jalen Mayfield, another offensive tackle. Brady Christensen, another offensive tackle. All these guys, I felt like could have been a bigger need than taking a wide receiver. I mean, that's my big thing is I think the Cardinals' biggest need was wide receiver. And then a running back. I mean, they needed a running back. I mean, all the running backs were off the board at this point. And then they don't take a running back in this draft. So they're going into the season with an injured old James Conner. And I guess they really believe in, uh, oh, God, what's that kid's name for them right now who played for Oh, yeah. Um, well, man, man. Uh, Chase Edmonds. There we go. So they're really believing in Chase Edmonds. But my, big, my biggest con- – consult or biggest problem with their draft is not addressing the offensive line needs. Then they had big cornerback needs, a lot of corners. I mean, they have one of the weakest, weakest, weakest secondaries and still do. I mean, they really, I mean, they drafted James Wiggins, who I like out of Cincinnati. They drafted Trey McGowan, who I like out of UCF and then Marco Wilson. I mean, and like I said, they really had to reach for Marco Wilson at this point because the corners were really depleted. And if I remember correctly, I think they traded up for that position and they draft Marco Wilson at this point. Isn't it? So I'm just not a big fan of their draft. I think they did. I don't, I mean, they go and take and reach on my opinion. And I know a lot of people aren't going to like this, but they took Hassan Reddick, not Hassan Reddick, uh, Isaiah Simmons last year out of Clemson, who had no position on the defense. And that was my biggest complaint with them. Nobody knew if he was going to play safety, linebacker, whatever, defensive. Nobody knew where to play Isaiah Simmons. And, and you have and a guy, and you don't have no Bradley running the defense. Yeah. You have so you, Bradley, I would be more uh, optimistic about it. Yeah. So biggest problem is that 
They, they, in my opinion, people loved Isaiah Simmons because he was, a, and he I, never even played. He took him forever to start last year. They didn't okay. know him, him. Exactly. So my point: you draft a guy, you don't even know how to use him. Yeah, and maybe an idiot. And then they go and draft another confusing pick. I like Zaylin Collins, but they take another linebacker who has some issues. And then you're going to go draft him in the first round. And right. I mean, a little bit of a reach. Nobody expected him to go that high. So you now have I, two I like linebackers. Collins, though. I mean, I do too, but not at number. Uh, yeah. So their pick, their their whole pick draft was confusing to me. They drafted him 16 overall, which I thought was a reach. I mean, in the first round, at 16, before after 16, they could have took, you know, car they. There was such a desperate need for corners. They could have took Caleb Farley, Gregory uh, Newsom, or Eric Stokes. I mean, it would have been really reach for Eric Stokes there, talking about the Packers pick. But Caleb Farley <laughs> and Gregory, Gregory Newsom was on the board. And then Christian Dershaw was on the board. Alex Weatherworth was on the board. What I mean, Dershaw, though, by the way? I, I... Uh, went to the Vikings. He went oh, yeah. to 23rd over. So, I mean – Everything down. that the, the, there was such a good draft, good players on the board, and then they went with Zaylin Collins. That's my big problem. I they just didn't do enough, in my opinion. I think this was a really bad draft pick. They didn't get the running back they needed. I mean, James Conner is not the answer. Chase Edmonds has been proven he needs somebody to spell him. So, I'm sorry, Arizona Cardinal fans. I'm not a huge fan of your draft. I mean, you got some good players, but uh, I'm, you're just not a winner for me. You did not help your team win more games this upcoming year with this draft. But uh, we'll go ahead and keep moving on, and let's talk about uh, our team's draft grades here. I'll go ahead and start with the Packers draft grades. Um, they did really well. They drafted every need. They had every need that they had. They attacked in the first two days, which I'm very proud of that they did. You know, they start off the draft with Eric Stokes. I wasn't super stoked about it. Yeah, you know, Eric Stokes, Stokes. <laughs> Uh-huh. I, I worked all night on that, guys. Um, he's I knew I just knew the Packers going to draft him. I felt like it because as soon as he ran that four speed, that 40, 40 speed at four two two or whatever it was, it's like that, that he's going to be a Packer. He he has all the measurables. Then that's what the Packers look at. It, we draft so far back. We look at the measurables. We don't look at the best players on the boards or anything. We look at measurables. Oh, you have that these measurables. And that's what we look for at these positions. And Eric Stokes fit every one of those needs, and that's who we went with. And it's a much a huge need, and I and I'm fine with it. You know, obviously I wanted Newsom and somebody or anybody else, but that's who we went with. So he's a Packer. I'm fine with it. Um, then we went with the uh, Josh Myers center. I love it because we needed a center after letting Corey Lindsley walk to the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, so we replaced an Ohio State kid with an Ohio State kid. So I approve of Josh <laughs> Myers. I, was, I mean, it's not a sexy pick, but it is a much needed pick to keep our offensive line going. Then, super excited about it, finally did something on the wide receiver side. We traded up, too, and we took Amari Rodgers. A lot of people are comping him to Randall Cobb. I super loved Amari Rodgers. I love Amari Rodgers because he's Tennessee uh, goal. You know, he's a Tennessee uh, protege with his father being T. Martin. If you did not know that, Amari Rodgers' father is T. Martin. So I've always liked Amari Rodgers. And Amari Rodgers, there's a thing out there. They asked him, why did he not go to Tennessee? And he said, because I wanted to win. I mean, can you blame the kid? I mean, Tennessee is a joke of a school right now. And he went to Clemson and became 
a stud there. So I love Amari Rogers pick. <laughs> I'm excited that we picked him up. And then here it comes. This is where the draft starts to get to me. I, we attacked all three big needs. We got a corner, we got a center, and we got a wide receiver. And then we draft another offensive tackle in this draft. Mind you, we drafted three offensive linemen last year. Three. So I was like, okay, we, we need cornerback depth. We need defensive line depth. We need wide receiver depth. Things that was proven that we needed. And because of the most recent game against Tampa Bay, and we were hurting a little bit because of injuries with offensive linemen, we overdrafted on offensive linemen again. So we grab, we draft Royce Newman out of Mississippi at 142. The dude's stats are ridiculous. He only allowed like six sacks and 900 passing attempts. Yeah, Amazing. He's a good player. He's a good player. I, I'm – his stats say something, but I watched his tape. When I went back and watched his tape, the dude got bullied a lot. He got pushed back five, six, seven yards a lot off the and line. That's what, I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I'm a little nervous about Royce Newman. I mean, okay, we drafted another tackle. His stats say a lot. He's a big boy, but re-watching his tape, I'm a little iffy on him. Then we we finally go defensive line. I don't remember this guy. I didn't do enough digging on defensive linemen that I should have because Trodell Slayton, the defensive tackle out of Florida that we drafted, massive human being. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he's a massive boy. He is a nose tackle through and through. He should help Kenny Clark. This dude is runs hot or runs super cold. It, it shows in his tape. After I went back and watched him too, he runs hot. Or he runs cold and it stays. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully Kenny Clark and company don't let that happen. We also but, didn't have him, but well, that's not true. But yeah. And then we went back again on corner. Some more depth on corner. We took uh, Appalachia State corner Shamar Jean Charles. This dude looks like a baller. He's five ten. He's a little, you know, he's on the slight side, but the dude looks like a baller. He does not give up. He is on you, white on rice. This dude, he had the most pass deflection passes last year. So this dude is always on you, which I like. And he could easily be a stud in the corner position. He think he'll uh, give Shandon Sullivan uh, some run for his money in the slot position because I think that's exactly where he's going to fight for. And uh, if not, he's going to be a quick special team starter for us and a stud on the special teams until he can start and beat out whoever he needs to. But I'm excited about this kid. He looks like, like I said, a baller. He, he, he's, he sticks to you, which I like. So I'm going to, I'm excited to see this kid. I didn't know much about him. Still need to do a little bit more research, but this kid looks like he could be really good. And then we go offensive line again, like my God, six offensive linemen in two years of drafting. Screw the defense. Screw the defensive line. Screw the yeah, secondary. The what the did. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. What to, we did draft three last year, three this year. And, of course, Packer fans are going to love it because it's a Wisconsin kid through and through. This kid was born and raised 20 miles up the road from Green Bay. He's a diehard Packer fan. He went to Wisconsin. Wisconsin breed old linemen. Of course, the Packer fans are going to love it. Oh, do we really need no more? I, we are literally carrying 17 offensive lines. We, we start oh, five people. Line. David Baccarati has the left tackle position up. Elton Jenkins is the left guard. Josh Myers is now the starting center. 
and Billy Turner is either the right guard or the right tackle. Four of our five positions are filled. We had six last year and three or three this year and three last year. And then uh, John Runyon Jr. out of Michigan, the offensive lineman, looked really well, played really well when he got to play. Why they stopped playing him, the rotate the offensive line all over the place when he filled in the positions that got hurt was beyond me. I, nothing against Cole Van Leer. I'm excited for him to be a Packer. Yeah, but – I find it frustrating that we keep addressing the offensive tackle, the offensive line position when we, that's all we're doing. We need more wide receivers. MVS has proven that he he runs too hot or too cold. He is just a deep threat over the top wide receiver. Devontae Adams, we know what no Devontae Adams, we, he is what he is. We know what he is. He is arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL. Then we have who? Uh, Alan Lazard, I love. He's Proven, but he needs to stay healthy. He he's a good slot, big boy, wide receiver. Could run out the run on the outside. Economist St. Brown, his days are done. He can't. He's what he. I'm, I don't know. He's gonna be fighting for a position this whole year. I mean, I can't even name our other wide receivers now. Amari Rogers is automatically on the roster. Amari Rogers is probably our star, our second best wide receiver right now. Maybe our third behind Alan Lazard. And everybody wants to talk about Devin Funches. That's it. Devin Funches. I don't even know if he's guaranteed a oh. roster spot. Yeah, we brought. Remember, we signed Devin Funches last year. That's <laughs> Yeah. So whatever. I'm. That's it. I'll just keep moving on. Then we drafted another linebacker. We need a depth. I don't know much about Xavier McDuffie. I'm excited to see what he can do. And then we drafted a running back, which we need to do after losing Jamal Williams. Detroit Lions and Khalil Hill is that just outside the back. Yeah, he he can catch the ball out of the backfield, people. He's going to be he's going to struggle to do that with Aaron Jones as our running back. But if Aaron Jones gets hurt, he can easily go and step up and be that pass catching out of the backfield while A.J. Dillon just bulldozers through people. But yeah, so he does. I'm not. Overall, this draft is really well done. We had drafted all the positions we really needed. I wish we did a little bit more on the defensive line and uh, safe, got another, drafted a safety and maybe another wide receiver. But it is what it is. I'm just a little frustrated with more offensive linemen. Like I said, I think we're carrying. And the other big thing is we brought in on our – we drafted seven, unfree, seven undrafted free agents. Seven. And guess how – out of those seven, three of them are offensive linemen. My God, guys, can we like we did the same thing last year. We're doing the same thing this year. We are completely punting the linebacker, the defensive line in the wide receiver <laughs> position. And it shows in the, Tampa Bay killed us with linebackers. Well, let's not know. They killed us because we didn't have offensive line. No, other linebackers are all over the damn field killing us. But, yeah, our offensive line sucks. So let's go ahead and attack the offensive line position. I mean, teams that beat us where we say screw that position. Tampa Bay beat us with having better wide receivers and better linebackers. But what do we do? We pump both the positions for a more offensive line. I don't know. I, I like the draft. Don't get me wrong. This is a good draft. We got what we needed. Oh, I give it. I'm gonna give it a B. If we're going with the B minuses and B pluses, I give it a solid B. It, it's short of a B plus. If we drafted maybe another safety, if we drafted a safety or another wide receiver, that would have probably been enough to give us give me a B plus. But it's a strong B. For the Packers draft. Yeah, Will be a lot higher on this than I am. All right, what do you got for your Chargers? All right, well, 
Before I say this, I'm going to tell him and tell the audience that you've got a C-minus. Hater. Hater, hating. I'm, I'm, I'm saying haters today. I'm sorry, Nick Nair got white receivers. I'm not arguing. I, I, we, we, they don't want to give up on MVS. They don't want to give up on uh, Economist St. Brown. Hey, I understand you're too nice. I thought they had to see. Yeah, they, they just, the, they, the first year. They, they just don't want to give up on the wide receiver. The first year, Brian Gooden gets drafted three wide receivers. He drafted St. Brown, he drafted MVS, and he drafted somebody else. And that player is no longer on the team, if I c- recall correctly. But uh, he doesn't want to give up on these guys. Yeah, whatever. King can bite it. King <laughs> lost to Tampa Bay. But what about your Chargers? All right, all right. So the Chargers did his name, the line. Cornerback, tight end, edge. Well, what happened to know that we got an offensive line cornerback, tight end, and edge? Wait, so I'm pleased to follow my lap, the guy I'm not too high on, but you know, he's got high motor, high on ethics, so the Lord knows the Chargers need that. Um, Fox and Samuel, you know, the name speaks for itself. We all know who he is. Um, that's, that's, uh, what's his name? That's Honor. Make it up. Playing Amy, make it up. After that, though, I don't fall off here. Uh, outside of, what's his name? Brendan James. I'm just not really, the rest of his rap is, yeah, uh, I'm actually shocking that you have your guys. You the Chargers draft a little bit smaller than that. I thought. Actually, no, I guess not. I mean, they do, Mark Webb's not a sexy pick. Nick Neerman, Neeman, Newman. Yeah, I mean. I think Chris Rump could be a really good uh, DeBoza on the opposite bo- Boza. But, I mean, I don't think there's anything stopping you guys from bringing back uh, your boy. Who's the free agent pass rusher? Melvin. That's still on the uh, Melvin. Yeah. There's nothing – he could bring him back. I mean, I think some of these veteran guys now who can see what teams are still needing after the draft. And the Chargers did nothing to really say not to bring him back because Chris Rump with 118 is not like a – Super high pick. I mean, like, you keep the game so late, that's the problem with the wrong thing. You look good, I think. You just don't see. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see, with your offense, I'm excited to see Trey McKinney, to see what he can do. I am. I'm excited. That, you know, that's what it got the Chargers to do for us. Yeah. The first three hits here was late. Yeah. Or four. And, yeah, and then like yeah, I, I, everything you just said, I have to agree with. I think you know Brandon James pick, you know Chris Rump is that guy, that borderline guy that could be really good or just not be anybody. So I'm excited to see him, but I I don't know. Larry Roundtree, he to me he's just the guy you drafted out of UCLA last year. Um, who's the running back you drafted last year that looked good for a hot second, but 
went cold. Joshua Kelly. Yeah, Joshua Kelly. I think Larry Roundtree is pretty much the same back. Mark Webb. I don't know enough about Mark Webb. I mean, Georgia had a field day on defensive line, or I'm sorry, Georgia had a field day with their defense this this draft. I mean, I think every secondary player got drafted that could have got drafted out of Georgia. Yeah, what Hamp and Blown yeah. got that, you know. All the corners, Tyson Stokes. Tyson, Tyson Campbell was four picks after my uh, after Eric Stokes. I mean, Georgia had their defensive players get drafted, and Georgia usually has a good defense. And I, I've never really followed Georgia players out of after they leave Georgia, so I don't know if they're really they live up to their hype. Yeah, I, don't I mean, know. I've never. I mean, the Packers have never really drafted any Georgia players. You know, it was actually shocking to see us go in the SEC. We usually. Stay away from the SEC lately. We've since Brian Gutekiss has taken over. We've really liked the Pac-12. We've drafted a lot out of the Pac-12, and uh, it didn't show this time because we didn't go the Pac-12 at all. We went Big Ten, Big Twelve, and the ACC. Really, I mean, it was shocking to stay out of the. I mean, every year we have drafted somebody out of the Pac-12. Man, we didn't go this year. This year, so I'm excited to see what happens with the Packers. And I'm excited to see what happens with the Chargers because I think you did enough for your offensive line and Justin Herbert. I mean, I think you guys should have probably drafted maybe one more somebody to help yeah, that line. But you guys did bring one more though, but you guys bring in Corey Lindsley definitely steps up. You know, Rashawn Slater will step in at left tackle. Brandon James can step in at one of your guards. Yeah. Your offense your offensive line definitely takes an upgrade this year and enough hopefully but, you know, I'm shocked because your defense, you hired a defensive coordinator as your head yeah. coach. And you guys it, didn't it, attack it, it, the defense. defense. No, I mean, Chris Rumpf, Nick Nierman, and Mark Webb, you only drafted three. So you uh, thought well, that they were. Uh, Asante Samuel. Oh, fuck you. I forget about Asante Samuel. Uh, that was the one guy in the first round. Like, Eric, nothing against Eric Stokes. He's a Packer. I love him. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to root for him. But if there was a corner that we reached for in the first, it was Asante Samuel Jr. I wanted to do it on, so I'm really, I'm really jealous that you guys got Asante Samuel. Uh, I'm, I'm so glad. You no, know, they were talking to him a lot, and I was like, oh my god, please not reach Asante Samuel at 13. <laughs> and then they put Slater. So yeah, you guys did a fantastic job. All right, I'm glad it was in from those days, it's gonna be a stud. Oh, or, I, you know, undrafted free agents. I mean, I would like to say Dylan Moses. I mean, Dylan need. I mean, he he was gonna be a first round, second round pick two years ago, and the dude kept going back to college. Yeah, um, uh, that um, fuck my guy. Dylan Moses. I'll, I'll, I'll take somebody else. That's your boy. I think the other one that we're forgetting about that. Uh, the other one I'm kind of shocked about is uh, Javion Hawkins, running back out of Louisville. I thought he would have got drafted, and I think he can easily make the Falcons, Atlanta Falcons squad, and uh, be a contributor to the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, who do they have? <laughs> yeah. Well, did they draft somebody? They drafted a running back, didn't they? Nope. Are we sure they didn't trade him? I think they did, brother. Well. Uh, no, they did not. You're right. They did take, fuck, man. They did take, they had a good draft. Like, 
I was gonna. I mean, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the Kyle Pitts. I thought that was a reach, but getting Richie Grant, Jalen Mayfield, Darren Hall, Drew Dalman, and then Frank Darby. I mean, they had a pretty decent draft for their offense. I mean, taking. Oh fuck! I really hate their draft because they took a lot of players I liked. Well, but yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna shout out to the White Hills here, not in but, Adams Jr. Hmm. I'm out in South State. There's another guy who I think maybe has a chance to at least play some games. Is he going to get a star? I don't know. No one knows if has more than a chance, but he can stay healthy but being a star. Yeah, I I think the other ones, you know, uh, was, uh, fuck, where did he go? I'm sorry. I, I had his name and I was listening to you and I, he went to a Green Bay. I want to bring up Green Bay because our defensive line is so, so, so thin. Look out for Carlos Kemp. We undrafted free agent out of Michigan. Carlos Kemp can easily be a, a contributor to our really weak defensive line. And I thought Carlos Kemp could have been a late round draft pick. And he's probably one of my most excited defensive line. One of our, my, one of my most excited undrafted free agents we signed was Carlos Kemp. Carlo Kemp, not Carlos. I apologize. I mean, yeah, we you wanted were to go. High on him doing the draft. I was. Draft. I was really high on him, and I think I really think he could be something for us. I mean, honestly, I'm gonna say there might be a lot of these guys who are unstoppable because it opens the cracks in a time where it's not ever safe. Yeah, one one really it's not a reach I shouldn't say it's reach or one to look out for is the Eagles the adding quarterback Jamie Newman he is somebody you just gotta I think he can give Jalen Hurts a run for his money and they don't have much behind Jalen Hurts and I don't think Jalen Hurts is a quarterback for this NFL Newman should have went back to college but he won't be pressured for anything at Philadelphia and I think he right. can easily just be somebody that they can develop and take that position. It doesn't happen often. You know, Tony Romo is one of the only quarterbacks in recent memory that's an undrafted free agent that became anything as a quarterback. But No, it doesn't. But just just look out for Jamie Newman. That's I'll be the, one of the last ones I look out for. Do you have any other undrafted free agents, Chris? That's all I got. All right. Well, well that's it for this week's uh, podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, we will be back next week. Uh, we Sorry, we took a week off last week. I was on a vacation on a road trip with uh, Corey Guest, one of our two-time uh, guests on this podcast and a friend. So uh, I, we will be back on our normal times for the uh, foreseeable future. We might be missing a week here or there for some other personal matters that are going on. But uh, we thank you for listening to all the time Misfit Podcast. This is yours truly, little B at Brunelli Sports. Yo, and don't forget to find us on Facebook at the All Time Misfit Podcast. Thank you and have a great week. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. 
Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware.